This is Retirement Talk. I'm Del Lowry. I've entitled this episode, Dogs. If we ever settle down, meaning if we accept that our major traveling is no longer part of our retirement plan, I think a dog will be in order. There's something about unconditional love, and that's what a dog gives to a person. It could be a great boon to retirement and our later years. When our daughter left home to go to college, she gave us a replacement to keep us company. Zach, a black German Shepherd puppy, came to live with us. Our daughter picked him out of a litter of nine pups. He was the runt of the litter, lingering at the back of the pack, wobbly, skinny, looking sick. She always liked to help out the least fortunate. We took him straight from the breeder to the vet. He was real sick. Stayed there three days, but he lived. A year passed, and I called the breeder to thank him for the wonderful dog. He was amazed. He said, all the other healthy puppies died. A virus ran through the litter. Zach was the sole survivor. On the recommendation of a friend who raised dogs by the dozens, we bought a book by the monks of New Skeet. We followed it to the letter. Zach was held and stroked from the moment we got him. Of course, the care from the veterinarian didn't hurt, but we gave him loving hands-on attention, and he thrived. I think of nursing homes, where dogs sometimes visit, and the residents stroke the dog's fur. There's something magic about dogs and human beings. We depend on each other. We get energy from each other. We care about each other. Dogs lick our face. We stroke their back. It's the touch or the caring. The first night Zach was in our house, we put him in the garage for a few minutes. He started to bark as soon as the door shut. We moved him into our bedroom and placed him in a small kennel with an old shoe of mine. The kennel was at the foot of the bed. He never barked at night again. Dogs don't like to be alone. They're pack animals. They want to be close. For 13 years, he slept in the hall at the entry into our bedroom. Dogs and people seem to make a perfect match, especially dogs and older people. They are friends. They are company. They are family. When company came, Zach sat silently in the living room and stared into the eyes of the visitors. Some called him a Buddhist dog. We never made a scene when we came or went. He never got excited at our coming or going. We raised him by the book. We made one mistake with a dog. We raised him in the first year or two with our old ornery dog, who didn't like this new addition. He always treated Zack as an interloper. We did socialize him with other dogs, but the lesson he took from our old dog was just too strong. We paid the price. He was never good around other dogs. Not really bad, but edgy. It was our fault. I'm reminded of a quote by George Atla, a famous musher and dog trainer in Alaska, who said that there was no such thing as a bad dog, only a bad dog owner. We have a dog park just a few hundred yards from our house. We walk past or through it most every day. Many people gather there to exercise their dogs 
and to socialize, both themselves and their dogs. It's amazing how many people will stop and talk to you if you have a dog. The only thing that opens more doors that lead to conversation. Then the whole world feels free to stop, talk, and stroke the young pup. A person that's new to town and wanting to make contact with people could do no better than get a dog, preferably a puppy. My neighbor, retired, has had four dogs over the last 30 years. They walk the dog many times during the day. First he takes the dog for a walk, then she takes the dog for a walk, then he again, then her again. It goes on all day and into the night. They have a little Dachau now. They dress it with a sweater in the winter. When the dog gets older, they carry the dog on the trip away from the house and let it walk home. They have paid $300 in vet bills for one neighbor's dog, 500 for another. They care for all dogs in the neighborhood. My son's father-in-law is in his 80s and became very withdrawn. He liked to just stay at home, sit in a chair, and either read or watch television. His family worried about him. His wife brought home a little Dachshund from the pound. In time, he and the dog bonded. It has made a world of difference in his life, according to his daughter. He has a reason to get up. He's much more engaged about everything, more positive, alert, more social. The dog sits in his lap. He strokes the dog, talks to the dog. Life is better. It's been 17 years since our good dog, Zach, died. We did not get another dog. Why? We travel a lot at this stage in our life. Not far, but we do move between countries almost every week. It requires that we cross an international boundary. Another reason we have for no longer having a dog is that our place in the city is right downtown and up four flights. It's hard to take a dog up and down and in and out living in a condo in the city. Oh, people certainly do it, but it doesn't appeal to us. I still think that when we get a bit older, we may again get a dog. But the words of my daughter keep ringing in my ears. Dad, don't wait too long. This is Retirement Talk. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions, contact Dell at retirementtalk.org.